Hello friends, welcome to Village Idiots of Christ, we're nuts for Jesus and just plain nuts. We are in 1 Corinthians 12 today, quite a chapter, quite quite a chapter. So, it's just before the very famous 1 Corinthians 13, the chapter in love. But this is all about love as well, love within the body of Christ, how we should have equal concern one for another. Deals with spiritual gifts, one body, many parts. And so, we're going to just jump right on here. It's a rather short chapter, it's only... Uh, 30 verses, but it goes, it'll go quickly, I believe, today. So let's just jump in and get started here. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. So we're supposed to understand these things, at least in part, at least have a measure of understanding. You know that you were, when you were pagan, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I tell you that no one is speaking by the Spirit of God, says Jesus be cursed. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So Paul Paul in verse 2 says, you know that when you were pagan, somehow or another you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Again, just talking about how the demonic power, how the demonic powers are always leading people astray, even to, to worshiping things like idols that can't speak, mute idols. He said, but then he gives an instruction in verse, or just an understanding in verse 3, therefore I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So, again, um, using the name of Jesus is, is a powerful thing. And again, um, uh, you can't say, by the Spirit of God, you can't say Jesus cursed, and you can't say Jesus is Lord without the Spirit. So it's, it's kind of a test to, you know, and if people are if people are real or or if they're not and so that's that's good i like that that paul just threw that right in there like that amen uh, verse four therefore there are different kinds of gifts but the same spirit there are different kinds of service but the same lord there are different kinds of working but the same god works in all of in all men now you see there's the trinity right here watch this this is the triune god right here there are different kinds of gifts but the same spirit that's the holy spirit different kinds of service but the same lord that's jesus different kinds of working but the same god works all of them in all men it's all about god working his will working his ways through father son holy spirit i'm gonna read this again because this is powerful i just caught this therefore there, there are different kinds of gifts but the same spirit there are different kinds of service but the same lord there are different kinds of working but the same god works all of them in all men it's all about God. It's about all about Him in all of us, doing His will through, through Himself, through His Son, and through His Spirit. It's always about God. We can't ever forget that. This is all about God and His glorification. Amen. Let's continue on. Verse seven. See, we're already up to verse seven. Um, now, to each one of them, the, each one of the manifestation. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Okay, so the manifestation for the Spirit is given. Why? For our common good. This is not for our own self-glorification. And people get caught up in this stuff. I'm not condemning anybody that's that's Pentecostal or or what and is walking in the Spirit in a right way. But so many people want the spotlight on themselves. This isn't about having the spotlight on ourselves. This is about the working and manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit for the common good. This is, again, equal concern for one another. Amen. To one, there is given... 
through the Spirit, the message of wisdom to another, the message of knowledge by means of that same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, and another distinguishing between Spirits, to another speaking of different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are all these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He gives them to each one just as He determines. Now, we see the true sovereignty of God right here. This people people get caught up in well, what's the sovereign? You know, God's sovereignty. What is it all about and stuff? But right here, uh, we see that God is the one choosing the gifts. He's the one making the decision what gifts each person receives. Again. Um, Okay, to the see because all at the verse eleven, all of these work, all of these the work of one and the same spirit, and he gives to each one just as he determines. Who is the he? The spirit. The spirit gives each of us. Each of us have have gifts given by the spirit. That's why again Ephesians two. You know, this is not by not. Um, not by works that anyone should boast. Even in the working of the Spirit, it's the Spirit working through us as He chooses. Man, I love that. None of us should be. Able, none of us should boast in our gifts. Not saying, you know, that hey, I I'm doing podcasts. I enjoy this. I like writing. These are all gifts of the Spirit. Think, be able to do these things, and I and I can acknowledge the fact that I have the gift. But I have to remember where the gift came from. Without the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't be hearing me speak one word to you right now because I'd have no understanding. Without the Holy Spirit, I couldn't write one word in poetry. We have to. We don't. We don't deny the fact. Just like Moses at the burning bush, God wanted to Moses to acknowledge the fact that he was the deliverer. And Moses couldn't do it. Moses said, no, 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 just send somebody else, God. And God got angry about it. Why? Because Moses was denying the gift that God was giving him. It was a gift from God for him to be the deliverer. Moses couldn't have done that outside the Spirit of God. There's no way. Deliver a whole nation from a hostile nation that has enslaved the nation you're delivering? Come on. Nobody could do that outside of the Spirit of God. So it's okay to acknowledge the fact that you're this, this, or this in Christ. But you don't glory in it. You give the Father the glory, and you thank and you thank God. God, thank you for these gifts that you've given me. You keep a humble heart in the administration of those gifts because they're not from us. They're not our decision. They are God's decision and the Holy Spirit's administration in our lives. Whatever giftings you have, Isaiah twenty six twelve says it perfectly. Everything that we have accomplished, God has done for us. Anything good happening in your life is God working His will and His way through you by his choice man i love this that's i mean it doesn't that doesn't that keep you humble doesn't that humble you that god would even choose you for some gifts why should we boast in those things we can be glad and be thankful god's using us of course be thankful god's using you. that's a good thing but always remember the source of the gift is god it's never us never let's continue on here oh man that was good Ooh, i could have run with that for a while <laughs> that was good the moses thing surprised me i didn't see that coming amen um uh the bo okay verse 12 the body is a unit a body is a unit that means it's one though it's made up of many parts and though and though all parts are many we form they form one body so it is with christ man we are 
I always use this, the Indonesian thing. Satu Dalam Krista. We're one in Christ. We're one body with a singular body of Christ. Many parts, many members, billions of, and by the end, with all the aborted children and stuff, billions of members by the end, but one body having, again, equal concern for each other. Amen. Now, here's a powerful verse. This is the seminal verse in the New Testament on baptism, where it comes from and how it works. Physical baptism. Watch this. For we are all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews, Greeks, slaves, or free, and we are all given the one spirit to drink. Now, what does that mean? That means the baptism that happens, the baptism that saves, people say baptism saves, is the baptism that saves us all is the baptism of the Spirit. I'm not talking about speaking in tongues. I'm talking about the thief on the cross. The minute you exercise faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body of Christ. Then you follow with water baptism as a public and outward sign of what's happened inwardly. But listen to what it says again here. Um, uh, see, for we are all baptized by one spirit into one body. The Holy Spirit is the spirit baptizing us by faith into the body of Christ. This is so simple. Man, if you have anybody that's struggling with the baptism issue, take them to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13. This is the true baptism. Again, I'm not talking about the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues. No, I'm talking about your your coming into, your entrance into the body of Christ. Your entrance into the body of Christ is when you are baptized by one spirit into one body, the body of Christ. The minute you exercise faith in Christ, you're baptized into the body of Christ. Cornelius and his family, same thing. And the first Gentile believers in the book of Acts, Peter was preaching to them. All of a sudden, the evidence of the Spirit speaking tongues came upon all of them way before they were physically baptized. Again, the Holy Spirit came upon them. They Faith rose up in their hearts, and the Holy Spirit baptized them into the body of Christ. It's all about, again, it's all about Him. It's all about the Spirit. It's about us exercising faith and God doing the rest. So simple. So there you go. If you have people that are Church of Christ, and I'm not putting Church of Christ down. Don't get me wrong. I don't beat people up. But if you have people that are just caught up in this whole baptism mission for salvation, yes, salvation is through baptism, the spiritual baptism that comes by exercising faith in Christ. Thief on the cross is perfect. You know, hey, when you come into your kingdom, Lord, remember me. And Jesus immediately immediately said, you're going to be with me today in paradise. He was immediately saved on that cross before he could get water baptized. There you go. This is the verse right here that proves it's all by the Spirit. It has nothing to do with us. Yes, by faith we exercise physical baptism, but that's just an outward sign of the inward change by the Spirit. Amen. The new birth experience. It's that you're buried with Christ in baptism, raised with Him to God. You go under the water as a death, and then you come back up out of the water as life. It's all, That's all it is. It's a picture. Amen. Let's continue. Sorry about the diatribing today. There's a lot of good diatribing in this one. Uh, see, verse 14. Now the body is not made up of one parts, but of many. If the foot should say, we're, this is a long section, we're just going to read this and comment on it. It's all together. Watch this. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, 
it would for that reason it would it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body and if the ear should say because i am not an eye i do not belong to the body it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body if the whole body were an eye where would the sense of hearing be if the whole body were an ear where would the sense of smell be but in fact god again it comes back to god god has arranged the parts of the body every one of them just as he wanted them to be if it were all one part where would the body be as it is here here there are many parts but one body we're all one body in christ none of us is higher or more exalted than the other parts we're all equal in god's sight and he is the one that has placed each of us in a in a place where he wants us to be billy graham was who billy graham was because god placed him in that position you know, the guy sweeping the church out is in that position because God wants somebody to sweep the church out. It's all about God placing us and you being satisfied. Don't envy another member of the body of Christ because you don't have their position. You don't have their position or or or, or um, you don't have their position because God hasn't chosen for you to have that position. God is the one picking out the different things we talked about, all the gifts of the Spirit we talked about from verse 7 on, and now he's talking about our position in Christ. Whether you're a hand, a foot, a, what your actual position is in Christ, God chooses that. So rejoice in whatever God has chosen for you, rejoice. Ask God to reveal to you what part you play in the body of Christ and pursue that part. Because if it's God choosing, it's perfect. God doesn't make mistakes. If you were born like um, born the uh, Esther is born for such a time as this, you know you've been born at a certain time in a certain place as a certain person for a certain reason. God has a plan for your life, and He will place you where He wants in the body of Christ. It's not up to you to decide; it's up to Him, and He'll do it perfectly. Amen. Let's continue on. Uh, verse 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. The head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. See, we can't say, hey, pff, you're just a guy sweeping up church. We don't need you. Anybody can do that. No, no, no. We need you. Thank you. Amen. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Did you hear what that said? On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. If you have a brother or sister in Christ that's weak, you know, struggles with their faith and all this kind of stuff, you know what? They're still indispensable, even though they're weak. Isn't that awesome? Again, uh, and the parts, let's uh, see. Um, on the contrary, those parts of the body seem to be weaker or indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable, treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it. So that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern one for another. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it drive envy and jealousy far from your heart get it out of your heart don't be envy or jealous the pastor the the guys you stub the people you see on tbn the people that have a name that have lots of money and are preaching that don't envy anybody don't be jealous for someone else's power position or authority in christ god is the one i i 
I look at my own life and I have a small ministry, what I'm doing here and things like that. I could never be a Billy Graham. That's not, I know God hasn't called me to that. I have no desire to be, go all over. I mean, I'd be, you know, we all go, wow, it'd be wonderful to be Billy Graham. Not if you're not equipped to be Billy Graham. It would be drudgery. It'd be hard. If you're not ready to be Billy Graham, if you don't have a grace gift to be that guy, you couldn't be that guy. It would kill you. And so, Rejoice in whoever God has made. You're a unique individual with a unique part to play in the unique body of Christ. Rejoice in your part. Don't be jealous or envious of anybody else in any other part. Just say, Lord, you're the one that did this. Father, you're the one that chose this for me. Show me what my place is. Help me to fulfill my call. Help me to do your will. That's what you want. You want to do the will of God by his spirit and by his choosing whatever that part in his will is for you. Isn't that beautiful? God leaves nothing up to chance. The problem is people are fighting him all the time. They're resisting his will. They're resisting his His ordained plan for their life. So many are missing out on God's purpose and plan for their lives. Why? Because they're jealous and envious of others. Don't be one of those people. Man, don't be jealous or envious of anybody else in the body of Christ. Be, be grateful and glad for who God has made you to be and rejoice in it. Oh, man. And again, and have e we're supposed to have equal concern one for another. Man, we don't look down on anybody, no matter how weak. Man, they're all indispensable in Christ. Oh, so good. Let's continue on here. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. This, this is man. This is Paul's really going on here about this is awesome. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. And in the church, God has appointed first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, and also those having gifts of healing. There's also the fivefold ministry: apostle, pastor, teacher, preacher, evangelist. Oh, wait a minute, apostle. Apostle, no, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. There's also that, there's a, the fivefold ministry somewhere else, I think Ephesians. So there's a list of apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist. So there is one list like this. This is a slightly different list, but it's all God ordained. This is still God's ordinance in our lives. You are, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. And in the church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles, second prophet, that third teachers, then workers of miracles, and those having gifts of healing, those able to help others. You know, if you, if you, um, you have the gift of administration, you help others. That's a gift from God. Those with gifts of administration, I just got ahead of myself. And those speaking different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret, but eagerly desire the greater gifts? And now the tagline going into 13, and now I will show you the most excellent way. All of these gifts are important, but they're going to be superseded by chapter 13, which is that all has to be done in love. So, man... This is a chapter worth reading. I would encourage you to read this and ask God to show you your place in the body, whatever it is, small or great. The size doesn't matter. What matters is your faithfulness to the will, calling, and plan of God for you individually. Think about the difference between this kingdom we're a part of and all of these other quote-unquote kingdoms the pagan world has. God has has a kingdom that's one body, the body of Christ, and yet each each individual member of the body of Christ is a complete, completely unique member of the body of Christ with a completely unique gift, a completely unique calling, a completely unique plan from God, destiny from God, by God, for God. 
Man, we're this one body made up of billions of individuals, each one completely different from the other, and yet we harmonize together by the bo- in, as the body of Christ. What a beautiful, perfect kingdom this really is. What an amazing gift God has. He called all of these, I mean, because think about how interesting heaven is going to be. All of these individuals, billions of individuals, we're going to get to know them all. And we're all going to have equal concern for each other. No jealousy, no envy in heaven. This, the, the new earth, the new heavens, the end of revelation. No no, no uh, wanting someone else's house or someone else's place in heaven or someone else's, no, no. You're going to be set exactly, all of these things are going to be perfectly fulfilled when God remakes the heavens, the new heavens and the new earth and the new Jerusalem. All of this is going to come to pass perfectly. God wants to use these things on the earth right now, administer his will upon the earth through us. But man, when we come into our fullness, when we're, when we're with him perfectly face to face, we're going to, this, all of this stuff is going to be in a manifold way in eternity. And we're going to all love each other and have the concern we can have it now at least in measure we can exercise what we're talking about here one body with equal concern for each other but man eternity is going to be so amazing no 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 fear no judgments of each other no no envy no competition with each other Uh, and it's just going to be beautiful so love you love you can't get enough of you Satu Dalam Christu, the singular body of Christ, one in Christ. We are all one in Christ. That's why we have to love each other. Man, if you say you love God who you haven't seen, but you hate your neighbor who you have seen, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. We have to love each other. None of us is going to love each other perfectly, but strive for that perfect love, one for another. Man, that's what this is all about. It's all about his love, his love in us, through us, for the world and for each other as one in Christ. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. See you tomorrow. Uh, I think it's Revelation Wednesday. I think tomorrow's Wednesday. Woo-hoo!